Carbonly Conversation. Quick question. Is this the podcast? Are we doing the podcast right now? Hello, everyone. Shane here, and welcome to another episode of Carbonly Conversations, a podcast where friends examine the intersection of community, lifestyles, and consumption in our lives. We've created this podcast to share our stories, to motivate actions that lessen our carbon footprints, and create space for listeners and community members to share their Carbonly journeys as well. We want to remind our listeners, first-time joiners, and everyone else that we've made it easy to listen to us on your favorite podcast app. All you need to do is scroll down to our show notes and click on find and join the conversation. There you'll be able to explore past conversations and catch our future episodes, which are released every Wednesday. You'll also see where to follow us on Instagram and YouTube. I want to pivot back because I think, unless you got more questions about thrifting, I actually want to talk about gardening and local produce because... Well, because um, not only is Grace a thrifter, but mm-hmm. as a kid, we grew a lot of our own food. You were around growing. I swear, the as a kid, the garden looked like a football field, but it probably it, wasn't that big. It was big. Really? <laughs> it wasn't quite that big, but it was close. Um, but on top of that, so you buy from your co-op, you buy from your farmer's market. So, like, what what kind of early memories do you have of, like... Eating like you know, back to that local, you know, like in essence, one one phrase is local bro, a local bore, right? Like, mm-hmm. why why do you still continue to choose that? Like, what's in your decision making? Um, I'm not gonna lie, because of those years, I can't eat corn anymore because we ate corn that summer way too much because we had way too much corn. That we blame <laughs> our grandpa. But besides that. <laughs> Thinking back, I think my favorite smell to this day is wet dirt, and it's probably because of gardening. And because of growing up with food like that, I don't think I can eat unripened vegetables anymore. (laughs) That's just what it is. Like, I shop that way because it tastes better, and it's better for you. And it's even though I should say any vegetable is better than no vegetable, eat your vegetables. Eat your your vegetables. Eat your vegetables. And your fruits. And technically, they're all fruits. They're not Annie and Lauren from the Saver podcast call out to them. They would be really <laughs> proud. They, they say, oh, eat a vegetable. <laughs> yeah. No. But yeah, no. Like, I don't know. I There's something about taking care of the earth that we were born on. It's just very so you feel meditative. Like you're, you're and caretaking for the planet Earth if you're eating locally or you're self-grown. True. Yeah. And I think... Self-growing, like growing garden is the most punk thing you can do today. Honestly, like it's unfortunate that I live in an apartment that doesn't let me garden in my front yard because it's their lawn. They they tore yeah. out someone's flowers one day because they thought they were just like they just didn't want them there and it Stupid. just didn't make any sense. But it's amazing, like things like community gardens exist because you can really support them and do stuff like that. But I it's I think it's good and it helps create flowers for pollinators to pollinate and it helps the bees have more jobs instead of taking care of or taking getting rid of things that would help pollinators because i'm just gonna say don't have the no more lawns that are just grass yeah that kills the ecosystem that is the worst thing that the bougie french ruined 
our lives because of this. Maybe that's a little extreme, but the the style started because of the bougie French. I don't know if you knew that or not. Fun fact of the day, because of Louis the Fourteenth. Really? Um, yeah, no, I'm a French major, so I know a lot of okay. random French facts. But uh, <laughs> Louis the Fourteenth, like the the the, gar- the Palace of Marseille. I'm sure a lot of people or Versailles, the Palace of Versailles, mm-hmm. the huge garden that like Marie Antoinette and like all those people like oh, and there's that was that that's when that started. People started planting grass because it just looked nicer, and it was just and then because of the bougie were doing it, everyone wanted to do it too. So it's. We can thank them for this. So on that note, we need to get the bourgeoisie to thrift. Yes. More for like cost saving and to grow their own food. Yep. It's, I think that's happening though, because it it does, I don't know, like I've, so I was on a bike ride a couple weeks ago and I rode through a pretty well-established neighborhood, you know, where every home is 600,000 and up. And I rode by quite a few houses that they actually had garden beds in their front yard now, you know, that's good. Um, it kind of goes back to like our main purpose of me, you and Steven even starting this is like with the all birds question is like, mm-hmm. um, I almost feel like, you know, more financially well off people are like, thrifting more nowadays they are growing their own food like i do a lot of volunteer work at my local farm here and every i i'll I'll say this so far i've probably been the only other than one girl i've been the only non-white volunteer um and then everyone else they're very educated you can tell they're you know they live from what i know the areas they live in are more expensive and things like that and they're the ones that are dedicating, you know, time every week to come volunteer. They're the ones that are helping, teaching me, you know, how to grow food. Um, you can tell they thrift, you know, some of them will show up. You, you know, I just, I'm noticed, I noticed like what different brands they may be wearing. Mm-hmm. So it just seems like now the, just to, just to keep using the word like bougie or whatever, what word did we use? Did you use? Yeah, bougie. It's bougie. <laughs> it just seems like nowadays the, the more bougie people are doing that or like going to farmer's markets and, and things like that. So it, and then now it's almost like the people that really need to do it, the lower income aren't doing it. So like kind of back to my early experience with yeah wearing clothes from the thrift store, like feeling ashamed because I had to go to school and, you know, upsell what I was wearing just to make, just to feel, you know, welcome or feel, you know, normal with the other kids. Um, when, you know, a lot of the kids themselves should have probably been shopping at the thrift store, yet they're wearing, you know, these expensive Jordans and Nike's tennis shoes and and things like that. You know, it's kind of like a flip flop in a way. Yeah. Almost, you know, kind of like uh, Steve Jobs, how like he used to wear the same outfit. You know, it's kind of like like that to where it's like the the more established financial, you know, well off people don't really care about. You got it. The little things that we, you know, that we cared about growing up, you know? Yeah. We'll be in Northern California next week and, and we'll, we'll be going out and doing some fun vacation things. And that's why I was telling my folks is like the people that you see are dressed the least or the least impressive. They probably have the most, the most money. money. Yep. That's why I wear a hoodie just to confuse everyone. (laughs) Dang. (laughs) Really? Seriously. But 
I don't know. It's just odd, you know. And I, what I like now, though, is like the younger generation, your age, even younger, are like really heavily into thrifting yeah. and wearing vintage clothes and you know things like that. So, and, uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Bringing back to the the what would you say the population of people you see at the the community garden, and it's kind of like interesting because like i know a little bit about history it's more of like the further back you go in american history the more foraging and gardening becomes illegal like and i'm talking about like way way back mm-hmm. like the early to mid 1800s like there's it was usually black americans who were foraging and mm-hmm. growing and that knowledge is now lost because of all these laws like trespassing or other things like that they are prohibited the passing down of this knowledge and Families that probably had a big family history and like yeah. stuff like that. It's now lost because of those things. And I think a way to combat that would definitely be like people giving out classes and really supporting their uh, community garden and making it free, like not having money being an issue. Mm-hmm. So people don't actually do it. And even like implementing it into grade school or like schools. Cause once you learn yeah. about it as a kid, it, it's something you think about it a lot more and it's it's kind of sad that yeah. it's it's turning into the opposite. The bougie are doing this thing when it's re- it's it's just flip flop, flip flop constantly. Let's just steal each other what we're doing instead of just working together <laughs> the entire time. But seriously, yeah. seriously, yep. <laughs> like on on that note, like our friends over at Whetstone Media, um, really great podcasts over there. If you have the time, Point of Origin would be a great place to start. Mm-hmm. But they have one called like climate cuisine, cuisine and setting the table where they explore some of that, like that relationship to food through the black. Di- oh my God, I'm not going to get the word Th- through black refugees, black, like former slaves, like the, this connection back to the food from their homeland or where they're from and here in America and how they had that until they didn't. To your point, it was made illegal or like it kept them down, kept them out mm-hmm. of like a productive lifestyle. And now like, here we are talking about this privileged opportunity and like growing your own food, thrifting, you know, Shane's like, there's two other non-white people at the community garden. Like, how do we get awareness? Cause it's not that there's like, they're not invited. Like, but just how do they feel comfortable? Out. Yeah. Or how do they feel comfortable? And to your yeah. point Grace, earlier is they, um, they lost that, they, that knowledge. Mm-hmm. Like yep. that is like passed down knowledge. Like, I mean, I remember hating this as like a five to eight year old pulling weeds. <laughs> I hated that too. <laughs> like my grandma would let me out there weeding and if she caught you, you'd be out there weeding too. And boy, <laughs> did you have a bad time. But now I look back on it fondly, but I know at the time I hated it. Yeah. And I would, versus like working and sending emails and coordinating projects, I would rather sit down and weed a whole row of carrots. Then write an email. Well, it's also meditative. I want to also note before we go on, um, a lot of the things I said, I actually have learned from this TikToker. I don't have a TikTok, but this person does. It's just someone following it. Her name is Alexis Nicole. She's also known as the Black Forager, and she shares a lot of history and how to forage and how to eat vegan or local. And also, like, essentially just know what it's like. Yeah, she's she's really cool. I, I really love every video she says, especially the That's, ones when she talks about history. She has a video talking about um, essentially the history of foraging and trespassing laws. And it's it's really interesting hearing about how, like, just because of the color of someone's skin, why these laws were put into place. And it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but um, 
what was it? We moved on to weeding. Yeah. I have my earliest memories of gardening was I remember I got paid a quarter to pick a rock out of the soil. So when they tilled the garden, rocks wouldn't fly everywhere. That's what I hated the most. (laughs) (laughs) You got a quarter per rock. Yep. That's good. (laughs) But they wouldn't fill that bucket. No. (laughs) No. So I don't have any. Yeah. I don't have any. I grew up mostly like in apartments, um, which, you know, nowadays apartments, apartments, yeah, can't have the, and it's it's ridiculous. Think of how much cheaper it is if you could have just grown those tomatoes or grown the onions, grown the. the I mean, if I was a an owner of multiple apartment units, I would charge people more to have access to a garden. Yeah. But it's the opposite. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It's, I almost like I'm tempted to almost. So there's across the street from my house, there's 40 apartments that'll be opening next week. And I'm almost, and they don't have any space for like a community garden. Like I'm almost tempted to put like 10 beds in my backyard and just charge 10 of the tenants, you know, a hundred dollars for the whole year or whatever. And they can just, you know, maybe next summer, that'll be an idea that I, cause I don't need my whole yard. So. No, that's amazing. But they also, I'm going to make it a goal to, to share about Franklinton farms with them. Cause I mean, literally grace, like one, the only requirement with my local farm is they ask you to volunteer two hours a month. It's amazing. If you do that, you have access to free herbs all the time, certain vegetables, cherries, strawberries, everything. Like you can just walk down the street, grab them whenever you want. You know, if you're cooking, you can go to where the herbs are, pick the herbs you need. Like it's, you know, it's just a no brainer of like, why wouldn't you want to volunteer exactly. two hours a month for that? Weeding your section would take two hours. <laughs> so exactly. Like, like, unless you want to do more work, you're, you're just taking care of what you want to take care of, you know? Exactly. No, that's amazing. So that's my, my goal is in my journey is to get more diversity and more people involved, you know, like. What a great goal. That is a good goal. One of the main reasons I'm wanting my tomatoes to grow is because I've told Chad before, there's a right across from the, where the community beds are. Um, there's a black family that lives right across the street. There's always like two or three teenage guys just hanging outside all day long. They live literally across the street from where I go and pick fresh cherries and strawberries. You know, like I've sent Chad a, a picture. I mean, better than Whole Foods, you know. Mm-hmm. But they never show, they never, I never see them walk over. They never really show any interest. They're just kind of doing their own thing. So I kind of, once I have some tomatoes and I'm growing okra too, once I have some of that ready, I almost want to take a bag of it to them for their mom, you know, and make that like a little icebreaker. And maybe hopefully I can get them to start volunteering or something, you know. I was just going to stress that's probably the best way to do it. Do the Julia Child. That's how she got her TV show. She brought a cake in. You feed them. Really? <laughs> See? You feed the belly. You yep. make them happy. <laughs> yep. There's also psychology. If you give someone candy every time they see you, they'll always like you. So it's like, it's one That's of those things. Like the first to... week you meet them, you do that. Right. So you just show up with fresh food every once in a while. Eventually they'll be like, hey, so. Uh... Shane's got a new dating strategy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know it. You know, it's funny. Well, I went to, I went on a date um, over the weekend and, uh. I wore my Allbirds and she asked me like what kind of shoes they were. And so, you know, I told her about it. She had, she had heard of them, but never, you know, didn't really sure. know too much. 
so I can so today earlier today she texted me like like the the link to the Allbirds website like oh which which ones do you recommend me ordering so she's actually ordering a pair of Allbirds now. Amazing. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, you should have referred her so you could got like the discount. I know. I need to start remembering to do that. I'll I'll actually I'll text her after this to see if she already bought them. Yeah, yeah. Get get that referral. Who knows? Maybe she'll, she'll want another pair. Well, no, I think she saves some money or they would save some money too. So okay. it's a win-win. Yeah. We're trying to build a community. We need everyone's help doing that and share this with, with as many friends and family, you know, if you're enjoy listening to us. But we appreciate you all taking another 45 minutes or so out of your your day to listen to us. Um, we drop every Wednesday morning. So whenever you wake up, by the time you brush your teeth and wash your face, guess what? Got another Carbonly Conversations episode to listen to.